Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is a pre-recorded program presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare. Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host, Maria Chaleos, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, and thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. Today, I'm talking about interpersonal violence, and with me, from the YCC of Ogden, Danette Stanger, who is the Victim Assistance Center Director, and Mindy Haddock, who is the Outreach Case Manager. And thank you to both of you for being here today. This is such an important topic. And Danette, start out and talk to me about what you have seen since COVID struck. How has that changed what you do? Yeah, well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about these issues and and what we're seeing. Um, You know, we wish that we could be present in person with you today, but because of COVID, we're doing many things um, virtually, much like we're doing this interview today. Um, But the most important thing that I want our community to know that all of our services are still in operation, that through the the course of this pandemic and as we have been um, taking advice and recommendations from our local and State Health Department and following the CDC recommendations, we have um, found innovative ways to keep our services going. Our shelter's still open, our all of our programs are still going, but they just look a little bit different. We're doing many things virtually and over the phone and video conferencing with our clients. And it's been vital that we've been able to keep our services going because we have seen an increased need for services during this pandemic. We know that many people that have been experiencing interpersonal violence or abuse within their home would have a reprieve from those experiences when they would go to work or um, be able to go to friends and families' houses or be out in the community or children attending school. And for many people in our community, the pandemic has meant being locked inside of their own home um, with their abuser. One of the things we've seen, uh, although um, People have been a little nervous about coming into shelter. Um, People have seen the news in the media just about how dangerous it can be to be around large crowds or around people. People have been a little leery to come into shelter, but the phone calls and the conversations we're having with clients, um, it's the violence is exploding in our community. The things that we see are much more severe. Um, They have been 
um, people, we're just starting to see as people are, um, as we have gone to orange and then yellow phases in the state of Utah, people are starting to come out of their homes and accessing services at a very high rate. And the share the stories and the experiences that are shared they're sharing with us. Um, people have been through a really hard time over the past few months, and we're very grateful um, as YCC Family Crisis Center to be here to support our community. Mindy, maybe describe what you were hearing from people and what they are experiencing. Uh, maybe give us a little a personal feel to it. Well, um, outreach the outreach program is um, it's always been pretty busy. People who are living in the community that want resources and just don't need the safe place in the shelter to state they have a place um it's it's been a busy program but it's there are a lot more people calling in accessing um the resources that we are able to give because we still are able to uh, have community partners that we give resources to but the the thing is it's very very isolating anyway even without the pandemic one of the one of the um signs that you're being um possibly you know a victim of domestic violence is really shrinking your support system and and you're isolated from people anyway and the pandemic has made that 10 times worse um but we are having people reach out just needing actually needing support more than anything at this time Danette, maybe for We've those had, go for those folks who maybe are not familiar with ycc of ogden describe exactly what you do and what your mission is yeah so ycc's mission is to change and um save and change lives by working to prevent and alleviate domestic violence sexual assault and homelessness by providing safety services and resources and i'm really grateful for this opportunity to talk about what ycc does because i know that many people think of us as um, a shelter and we are a shelter the shelter the domestic violence shelter really is the core of our services but we do so much more than that um we had about 500 people stay in our shelter last year, and that was about a total of 17,500 bed nights. But we had about 2,500 people access services from our community that didn't stay in the shelter. And that's an important thing for people to know because you can get all the same services and help and support from YCC, even if you don't stay in the shelter. So like Mindy mentioned earlier, that includes community case management. So a, a, a caseworker who supports and walks you through your own healing journey and your own decisions as you decide what's best for you. And um, she was really great at making sure people are aware of their resources and options. We have a domestic violence advocacy program that helps people obtain protective orders and works with them in the criminal justice system if they're engaged in those um those different, um, if they're engaged in the court system or have a criminal case pending. Uh, we do have a sexual assault program, which over the last year, we have really um, revamped that. In fact, if you're in the Ogden area, I hope that you'll look for our new billboards. We're doing um, hashtag Ogden Cares because we have seen a spike in sexual assault. And with that, we have developed a brand new standalone rape crisis line for the first time in Weber County. So people can reach out and directly connect with a sexual assault advocate. We have um, a lot of support for educational classes for adult and children and youth. Uh, we have open gym. When, when things are going normal, we have open gym so kids from the community can come. We partner with like our local college, Weber State University, to and the athletes come down and do um, and play with the kids and be positive role models and provide homework, help, and assistance. So that's a great thing. Uh, we really are a community center. We have a child care program. Um, right here on our campus that's an amazing um, 
resource for our community and provides childcare. We have a housing program so that can help people um, reduce their risk of homelessness and stay stay housed and that comes with that with case management and really a supportive housing services. And um, we have a thrift store, a donation center, and we really work hard to make sure all of our services are available in Spanish as well, because in the Ogden community, we have a high population, a high Hispanic population, and we want people to access services in their, in the language that's most comfortable for them. If someone is listening right now, they are experiencing some domestic violence in their home. I think it's important that they know how to access your services. So what is the best way for someone who is struggling? You mentioned you have a new crisis line, but what is the best way for people to access your services? Yeah, because of COVID-19 right now, we're... We- um, are recommending that people call us first. Um, when we are open and healthy and the community is healthy, we have walk-ins. So anytime someone could just stop by and get help. But because of COVID, we're asking people to give us a call first. And our we have a 24-hour, 365 days a year um, domestic violence hotline. That's 801-392-7273. And we have a website that's yccogden.org that people can get on and learn more about our programs. It has safety planning information. But reach out. Reach out and talk to us. And there is someone here that understands what you're going through and is going to be non-judgmental and empathetic and just listen to your your own individual circumstances and help you find what would be best for you because everyone's experience is different. Everybody's plan for leaving or um, getting into a better situation is different. And so there's no one size fits all. We want people to know that you don't have to make a police report. You don't have to come into shelter to get help. Just reach out first by giving us a call and we'll connect you with someone that can help. So this is a tough call to make. I'm sure that some people are hesitant, and maybe, Mindy, you could kind of chime in here, too, and, and discuss uh, why should they make that call. I mean, well, you mentioned it's non-judgmental, but what exactly happens? Why should they not be afraid to call and ask, at least ask questions? Well, we're actually very, very proud of the people who call in because it does take a lot of courage to make that one call because to make that call means that you're admitting that there's a problem. And that's one thing that is very, very hard for a lot of these um, women or men who are being abused, and it does definitely go both ways. It's this is not just a women's issue. Um, this is a this is a people issue, and it's a community issue. Um, but reaching out for that for that help, it just gives them a peace of mind knowing that they're not alone anymore. Because domestic violence is is a crime that makes you feel completely isolated, com- completely worthless. And we make decisions based on what we think we're worth. So when they can call in and they realize they're not alone um, and they can hear someone who understands what they're talking about, who really understands the dynamics of abuse, because it's incredibly confusing, incredibly crazy making. I've had so many clients say that they feel crazy because of this, because on one hand, they love their partner. But on the other hand, they're scared to death to be with their partner and they they you know, they're very worried about their health and safety and the safety of their family. Um, so it's very confusing and frightening. So uh, as they call, we are we are definitely that listening ear and we want to help them in whatever their circumstances are. Some of them want to stay. We're not going to get on there and say, you know what, you need to leave. You need to be safe. You need to get out of there. That's not how that's not how we do it. We are there to support them in whatever decisions they want to make. And I, I really encourage them to come to classes and just get some education on what domestic violence really is. 
because um, the pieces of their life are just kind of shattered and, and it's like a big puzzle. And so the pieces are upside down and they don't really know what the picture is supposed to look like. So as we talk with them and they get the education and learn more about what's going on, the pieces start falling into place. And once those pieces are in place, then they can start making better decisions for them and their family. We need to take a break. But when we come back, I want to hear much more about the classes that you do offer. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.